What's going on, folks? Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. I am Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy, joined with Danny Boy Reginald, and welcome to the bottom of the seventh of the 17th game of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Get up and stretch. Danny Boy Reg, how are you doing, buddy? Need to stretch my legs, you know, because uh, they get a little sleepy. Very sleepy of late. Nah, not not very good. Yeah, you better wake them up before you go go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, thank you for joining us again. Um been a slow sports week. Now that was a lull week, ladies and gentlemen. Because we're in that weird lull between the conference championship and the Super Bowls. So. Yeah, this is what's to come when the Super Bowls hit here. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be breaking news, by the way. Zach Levine, the Bulls guard, is out for the season. He had uh, uh, He's going to have season-ending surgery on his foot. He did uh, hurt his foot. I mean, that's a tough loss for the Bulls, if you mean. I mean, I know you don't watch a lot of basketball, Bill, but I'm telling you right now, that is a very tough loss for Chicago. So, uh, but we'll talk more basketball later. Nick's on a roll, so that's going to be a good thing. That's a good thing to to at least uh, think over. Yes, the Knicks are on a roll right now. They've won nine in a row. Mm, yeah, so we'll talk all that stuff. Um, and then, of course, the... The football as well. We got a couple coaching hires. And the uh, coaching carousel has officially stopped. Yep. And thank goodness it has. And all teams are ready to go for the next season. And obviously we got to finish this season. Um which will be next week. Yeah, we'll 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 talk more Super Bowl next week. But we have to start with the baseball. It's been a long time since we started with the baseball, Billy Boy. It's been a long time since we have talked about baseball. Yeah, uh, my fault. You know, I've uh, been very neglecting of baseball. Baseball, my favorite sport. But a lot was going on with the football that I sort of put it on the wayside a little bit. And that's okay. Sometimes you just got to make your shows that way. But not this time. The Baltimore Orioles. Uh in the wake of a possible uh, of an agreement, as as I should say, from the Angels family to sell them to a bunch of billionaires. How Ripken's part of that group, right? Uh huh. How Ripken's part of that group, right? Ripken is a part of that group, yes. Um, but in the wake of the agreement to sell the team, the Baltimore Orioles made a major splash. He traded for Corbin Burns. And I have to say, Bill, when I first saw the news, I was just like, it was a sigh because I was just annoyed at the fact that once again, the Yankees are going to have to find a way to absolutely beat the Baltimore Orioles because they are certainly the team to beat in the AL East. And it's going to be tough. That That is not a pitcher. This is a pitcher that won a Cy Young a couple years ago. He's been in the running every single year after that. Uh, the dude is a beast and could really take this team to newer heights. And he has playoff experience. And now that he's going from one winning team, the Milwaukee Brewers, to a rising, potentially dangerous team in the Baltimore Orioles. They won the AL East last year. I mean, I'm telling you right now, that is scary. Potentially scary. Yes, that is scary. Cameron Byrne, that that's gonna give a big that's gonna give a big arm to the Orioles rotation. It's gonna and you know, just I just wanna say it's a good thing they kind of sold and now that they're most likely gonna be staying in Baltimore because wasn't there that big thing with the Angeles family that one son wanted to stay in Baltimore, the other one wanted to move to Nashville? Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't really a thing. I, I know they had made it, uh, it was not, not an official agreement, but like a sort of a verbal agreement that they would stay in Baltimore anyway. That was a thing, I believe, last year. But, I mean, you're selling to you're, – you're, you're, you're selling the team to a guy that is Baltimore. Yeah. 
born Baltimore born and bred. So I would think that there is no doubt that he's going to do whatever to keep the team somewhere in Maryland, in the Baltimore area, for sure. Yeah, because, again, there was that whole thing. One son wanted to stay in Baltimore. The other one wanted to move to Nashville. They, they were. It was a disastrous ownership. It was a and, you know ownership, and, and they, they had no idea what they wanted to do with the team. You know, it's a good thing they're selling the team because Mr. Angeles, he's like, what, 90-something years old? Yeah, I mean, and the, and again, the, you know, the the team the the team's a disaster. You know, on top of all that, they don't know how to treat their broadcasters correctly, and obviously, the fans were sick and tired of the bullshit. So it it was time. It it was it was about damn time. But yeah, but now talking about Corbin Burn, like I said, this is going to be a dangerous Orioles rotation now, mm-hmm. and going to our beloved Yankees, chirp chirp. We miss out on Yamamoto. We miss out on Blake Snell. Like, what can we do? What can we do now? Maybe Shane Bieber? I mean, we could. I mean, by the way, Snell's still a free agent. Um, But... It, highly unlikely he's joined the, the Yankees though. So but Bieber, I mean, he's not terrible. I would I don't know. The rotation is okay. But it needs someone else. Bieber would be good, would be a fine addition. I wouldn't don't hate me. I would go after someone for like the back end of the rotation. Like a Noah Syndergaard or a Trevor Bauer. Like, and I know Trevor Bauer, I know that name's kind of wonky because of his, uh, you know, past, but let's be real. Uh, He's been cleared of whatever charges that he, you know, had with that woman. So that shouldn't be a reason. I can agree with you on that. He's already, you know, he's. You know, he's been clear of charges, but still, you know, that name is very taboo nowadays. Yeah, I, I would I would just 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 see. Let him let him show because he wants to play. So show something. And I know Syndergaard, I think he had a bullpen session. Either he had it or he's going to have it. And the Yankees are going to be one of those teams watching or, or one, were one of those teams watching, depending on whether it happened or not. I forget whether it, I forget the timeline. But Syndergaard was going to have a bullpen session. So if I'm the Yankees, you know, I would also look into that direction too. Uh, I know Syndergaard hasn't been exactly ace-like. He never has been. But that's also a name I would go out there. Someone that's been in New York. Someone that loved New York. Someone Someone that's been a good starter too. So it it's not something that, you know, should be brushed aside. I think it's actually pretty smart that they're even taking a look at it. So I, I'm just concerned with the Yankees. Are we gonna have a repeat of last year during the offseason? And well, what I mean by that is because what did they do last year? They signed Judge, they got Rodon. We're good. We don't need to do anything else. But now, you know, we're starting off strong. They got Verdugo. They got Juan Soto. Hitting-wise, I think they've done a good job. It's the pitching that is still very concerning. Like, whether it be Noah Syndergaard or Shane Bieber. I'm also hearing about Dylan Cease. It's a a name I haven't heard in a while. I mean, ultimately, the Yankees have to put someone because I don't trust the rest of the rotation. No, I, don't. I don't. I, I I can't. Like you got Cole, who's a Cy Young winner now. Right. You got Rodon, who listen. Last year we gave him a lot of flack, but he was coming off an injury. Last season I was willing to give him some grace. Mm. This year that grace is gone. Well, yeah, no. If he's terrible, he's terrible. And the Yankees fans have every right to be to be pissed. And off. and if he's bad. This is what we'll be chanting at Yankee Stadium. Waste of money. And waste of money. 
I'm just more upset that Brian Cashman one allowed a trade like Cor- Corbin Burns to happen to the Orioles and stuff. And I know I'm, I'm probably, I, I think I'm probably a little too uh, harsh on Cashman because I'm, I don't know if Corbin Burns would have wanted to be here anyway. I don't know if the Brewers would have made a trade with the Yankees. But try something. You, you can't be. You cannot be this quiet throughout be the offseason. Be creative here, Cashman. Be cannot creative. be this quiet. I'm sorry. That this is this has been my concern with Brian Cashman. He's either too quiet or he makes the dumbest moves, um, and the team doesn't improve. And it's just going to be the same old story again with this team. Where there's going to be a lot of good moments, a lot of high moments, and then in the playoffs they falter because a team like the Orioles or a team like the Rangers or a team like the Astros, who have better players on their team, kick their ass. And making these moves, and it's annoying. So please get someone. I don't care if it's with in the front end or the back end of the bullpen. Get someone. They, they, they again. I, I'm just more upset that it's February and they're still quiet. That's a concerning sight, and Yankee fans should be concerned because, again, I don't want another lost season. And look, unless the Yankees make moves, it seems like that's going to be the case. Unless the offense goes off on some type of massive run. And throughout the season that they can't be stopped. But it's it's hard to be the ninety-eight Yankees with the bats. Oh, agreed. So uh a little upset, but nonetheless, the Yankees are gonna get their ass whooped by the Orioles again. Corbin Burns is, is a stellar, stellar trade, dude. I'm telling you right now. He that is that is a good win. trade. That is someone who wants to win. That is someone who is unafraid of the spotlight. Um, and look, his team, the teams with Milwaukee were lackluster. You know, they they were they had some. He's now going somewhere where he yeah. can. And and he even said, like, you know, I'm going to a team that's probably better than my than what was my situation in Milwaukee. So, I mean, he he wants to win. He wants to win for sure. So, and like Elias, by the way, who you know won Executive of the Year. Is obviously a, a a massive favorite in Baltimore right now with the way he's been building this team up, and this team has been built like like studs. Like this is an unbelievable team to watch. So uh, I mean, just incredible stuff. And another year in Baltimore where they're going to probably be raising that that division title, unless the Yankees or some other team. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rays, you know, have something to say about that. But I don't know. This team, it, you have a young team who's under control for a long time. A lot of these players, you know, they have nowhere to go. Arbitration contracts. Man, that team's going to be really dangerous. That's gonna, that, the Orioles are going to be a beast. So it looks and, like and, it, and, and, can you, and can you see the, the Orioles? Because it seems like the Orioles like their play. It seems like they do. Can you see a situation like the ones with the Braves where you have all these young studs and you love your young studs, they're winning you a lot of games, winning you big playoff games. Can you see the Baltimore Orioles now that this potential new billionaire is going to come in here and – own the team. Can you see the Baltimore Orioles being like, we want to keep these young players and be like the Braves and literally sign them to long-term contracts and keep them in Baltimore for a long time? I I can see a scenario like that where this team ain't going nowhere. That that, that is what the good people of Baltimore want. That's what they want, folks. That's what they want, and that's probably what they're going to get. I can definitely see something like that. Because, we love you, good people of Baltimore. We sure you're fine, folks. Uh, I wish the Yankees were like that, but they're no. They want to. They want to follow the numbers, and they they. Uh, well, 
nerds, the nerds in the front office said this, and we have, and remember, the nerds in the front office know best. Yeah, they, 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 and then they try to know better that these are people who went to Harvard and Columbia and all these other Ivy Leagues, and you know they they want to act like we're dumbasses that haven't watched a bunch of elitist snobs. Yeah, so yeah, it's that, that's all. He went to Harvard. Good for you. And that that that's the situation across a lot of play, a lot of teams in baseball, but the Yankees, for whatever reason, they they never they've never gotten it right. But Reggie Boy, they went to Harvard, and good for them. They went to Harvard. Good for them. Yanks quiet. Oh, make a trade for Burns. And so apparently, then... right now, the bird is the word. God damn it. Um. Spring training's coming up, though. That's exciting. Uh, that is going to be great. Yeah, right after the Super Bowl, too. See, this. So we only got a few days of yeah. withdrawal. We have two weeks, we have a few days. Exactly. We got a couple. We got like three days of withdrawal. <laughs> Wait, I think it starts on the fourteenth. Something like that. I don't know. But whatever it is, the Jersey Catchers report, and we got spring training games coming up at the end of the month. It's going to be so exciting, Bill Murphy. Oh, it's going to be great. And guess what? You'll be getting soon-ish. I think it's finally time to give it to them, isn't it? Yep. Keep your eye out. We're going to do that Bombers banter soon enough. Yep. And We've again, been putting it off for about three months, so we might as well. We, we apologize. But you know what? I, I apologize because we, we really did want to do an off-season show. It didn't quite work out. A lot of shit going on with my life and stuff. But it's probably best that we didn't because we have a lot to talk about with the Yankees. Yes, a lot to catch what? up on. So, yeah. I, I, look. We'll try to drop it this month. We'll try to do it this month. Yeah. And uh, it'll be it'll be good. And we'll, we'll do a whole season's worth of Bombers banter. I think we're still doing it once a month. That's the plan. That's the plan. We, we'll... We're going to do it once, because if we were going to do it every week, that would be tedious. I'm tired of talking Yankees every week. We do that on SIP. We do that here. We will do that there. Um, YouTube page, please. Bombers Banter season premiere. Coming soon, people. Coming soon. On our YouTube, baby. Keep keep an eye out for that. it's going to be wild stuff. So please stay tuned to that. And then Mike Rifkin has bought, uh, the Batter Up show. Uh, I haven't been on Batter Up in a while. I'll probably be back on the show when baseball season starts. Uh, I promise to be back. It's been it's just been a Rifkin special. But I don't want it to be a Rifkin special because he does way too much work for this network. You know what we mm-hmm. should do when the Yankees play the Mets? Mm-hmm. You, me, Rifkin, maybe Halper, maybe whoever other Met fan do like a crossover. Or we can all just hijack bat- a batter up and just do a show there. I mean, that'd, that'd be awesome. I'd be down. Yeah. I'd be down. I mean, I'm all for hijacking shows, so let's just do that. Like, we should hijack Wishbone. You know, we should. We should uh, hijack during the Super Bowl week. <laughs> oh, right, Rifkin, Rifkin, if you're listening, we might be hijacking. No, no, Tron, we don't, don't, don't kill. No, well, I like Noah. Noah's a good, Noah's yeah, yeah, a good lo- lo- Love, love them. Love, love him. Tommy Russo's, uh, Adam Reader, they do a great job on that show. No, no, they do a good job on Wishbone. So we, we, we salute them for their hard work. Um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, please look out for more content coming, more baseball content coming. It's going to be exciting. Do, 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 do. Having that song from the public domain, so I can't you can't do anything to me. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um now obviously no football stuff uh in terms of games and players because Super Bowl. But the Pro Bowl that four people will be watching. Oh, nah, Pro Bowl's Pro Bowl's trash. It's four not even people will be watching anymore. It's just a bunch of Skills challenges and all that stuff. It, it, they ruin the problem. I, no one, I, for whatever reason, people are still very excited about teens becoming uh, players, becoming pro bowlers. So I guess it's still a good achievement, but it doesn't mean much anymore because there's no game. It's again just a bunch of skills challenges. So, but I will be rooting for Team Eli Manning 
to thank you. Yeah, to to kick some uh, Payne Manning's ass. I'm taking tired of him. Thank um, you. But anyway, um, well, did you see? I, I don't care where where my jet where my jet uh, players are. I just want to see Eli Manning win because Eli Manning beating his brothers is the greatest thing in the world. Like, did you see? Did you see Eli Manning sign Dexter Morris's shirt? That is awesome. What do you, What do you think about that? I think that's awesome. It's Eli Manning, and you know what today is? Today is the 16 year anniversary of 18. And uh oh, that was a beautiful day. You mean the Tyree catch? You mean the Tyree catch that wasn't a catch? Don't ruin my mood. Um. <laughs> But today we honor one of the greatest upsets ever. Yeah, I, I remember I was in the Bronx at the time, um, watching with my family. Uh, all Giant fans. The, the only Jet fans in my family are my dad, my brother, and that's and it. <laughs> and, <you. laughs> and obviously me. But like, yeah. And you were rooting for the I was, Patriots. I was actually, I was rooting for the Patriots. Because I was, Dude. Well, well, the thing is that, you know, growing up, Bill, you have to understand, growing up, you're a Jet fan, you're the little brother. No, everyone continues to make fun of the Jets. The Jets had a terrible season. Um, people always make fun of the Jets, just like we make fun of the Mets, right? So it was tough being the younger little brother that, you know, okay, that uh, you want to bully. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, Tom Brady's going to have a perfect season. And y'all gonna show your ass up. Well, that didn't happen, Tom Brady. And and look, I, I have I, I did not feel bad for Tom Brady. I I was just I just don't. So, want so to like play. in your mind, Brady was like the lesser of two evils. Oh uh, yeah, at the time, only because I didn't want to get made fun of by a bunch of giant fans who wanted to own New York. So I was just tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Obviously, nowadays, you know, it's a completely different tone. I still I hate Tom Brady. I don't give a fuck about him um and stuff and you know but Hold yeah the, 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 at the time it was really it was a really tough pick do i root for a team that i really hate because they have uh what i really wanted or do i root for a new york team that i also hate that its fans keep actually trashing jet fans like i don't know you 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 put yourself in that situation. Well, you know what? It was kind of like when the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And it, it, it's not, it's like, who am I going to root for? Am I going to. I was definitely rooting for the Eagles. Someone who I absolutely despise, Tom Brady. Or am I going to root for a team that I absolutely despise? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I wasn't actively rooting for anyone, but I'm like thinking, okay, if the, if the Pats win. I'm not going to be doing backflips, but at least it's going to be like, okay, at least the Eagles didn't win, you know? Mm-hmm. The opposite happened. But I'll tell well, you, I, if, the Jets, if, if a Jets-Eagles or Jets-Cowboys Super Bowl happened, I would root for the Jets. Yeah. I would um, root for the Jets. Which I, would, which I do appreciate. Now, of course, the uh, a lot of Giant fans that I knew of, was rooting for the Patriots because they still want to be that team that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And the only, but of course, you can't get, oh, you can't always get what you want. And but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. Yeah, exactly. Bone yeah. Stones reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that that was also a good Super Bowl. I was definitely rooting for the Eagles because I was sick. And, at that point, I was sick and tired of the Patriots, you know. It's like that was a weird Super Bowl because you have the in, of New York because you have the Giant fans rooting for the Patriots because they don't want to see the Eagles win, and then you have the Jet fans rooting for the Eagles because they don't want to see the Patriots win. Yeah, and then you have the Giant fans rooting for the Patriots because they're sick. they don't want the Eagles to beat the Patriots. They want they want to be the only you know. It is a whole lot of dynamic during that during that. It's, time. it's a huge dynamic. So, so yeah, so yeah, but anyway, yeah. 16 years ago today, we still honor that mo- that wonderful moment. I I got my dad a shirt that says 18 wins and one giant loss. You know, I still can't believe Eli Manning escaped that sack because he was going down. He was well, going down. I remember the exact moment we had a Super Bowl party at my house 
And when he got away, at first we're thinking, oh, crap, he's down. <laughs> and then that is when, like, faith in humanity had been restored. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, yeah, 16 years. Woohoo! But anyway, um, yeah, like we said, not, no really games to talk about. It's that lull week. Yeah. Lull week that... So... But there, but the coaching carousel has stopped. Yeah, how about get that? off, folks! It's over. How about Mike? How about Mike McDonald going to the Seattle Seahawks? Man, oh, uh, that that was a, you know, that was an interesting choice. But I'm hearing that John Harbaugh said that McDonald really wanted the Seattle job. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, it was very obvious that he did. Uh, but I, I'm shocked that they didn't. The Commanders hired Dan Quinn. I'm shocked that the, the Seahawks didn't. I was I was thinking the Seahawks were gonna because for Seattle was I heard it was down between Quinn and Vrabel. Yeah, Vrabel's a good coach. I'm surprised he's not coaching this season unless he's gonna go to the college game. But like, I am um, very stunned by yeah by that. That almost as if I'm actually more excited because I have this strange feeling, Bill. That the Jets are gonna have an awful season, <laughs> and like I don't want I don't want the Jets to have an awful season. I want Aaron Rodgers to do well. I want it to work out. I want to win a goddamn Super Bowl. You know, I want to at least make the make a playoff run with Aaron before he retires. You know, I want all this stuff to happen, but I have a really bad feeling that it's not gonna happen. And when it doesn't happen, they have to cut ties with Al. They have to. You can't. Oh, they absolutely do. Like, um, and you know, I have a feeling that Robert Sal is going to be a casualty here too, and so, and pretty much the entire coaching staff. I would keep Albrecht. I would try my ass to keep Albrecht because he's an so amazing. Get rid of Sala. Get rid of Hackett. Yeah, but then, but then, of course, this is your legacy. Hackett and Salah, this is your legacy. But then, of course, you have all these coaches that are still available. Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Eric Bieniemy, Mike Grable, Bill Belichick. Like, holy crap. All of a sudden, next offseason, if the Jets are terrible and they need a new coach, wide open market. Like, come on now. How so would you feel if they got excited. Bill Belichick to be the Jets head coach? Oh, it's not, that, that's not going to happen. But, but, Bill, I'm telling you right now, if Dable has a lackluster season. Just and more like, chaos. You have to go after Bill. You have to do it. But I'm hearing, like, things like Belichick liked Wellington Mar. He didn't really like John. So I'm thinking there may be some bad no, luck no, there. no, 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 no. no. Try your ass to get. He wants to be a giant. He does. You can tell he, he wants the job. Like, I remember I read an article saying they wouldn't be surprised if he still has the keys to his old to his old office from the old stadium. Like you know, it's hard. Like you, you have to understand. Like you know, Bill Belichick always has a soft spot for the Giants. You don't think that's within reason? Oh, that is it. He he won two Super Bowls with them. Like you know, you have to you have to think that there's a lot, there's enough history for him to at least want to entertain the idea. Oh, he wants that job. He wants it. And if they, yeah, if they got the call that Brian Dable is out. That's I guarantee you, Belichick and his agent are going to be calling John Morris saying, "I want to be interviewed for this. I want this job." And it, it and it probably will happen. I mean, I, I I have a strong feeling that the Maras would love to have him back in the fold. But um, yeah, getting back to Seattle, so Mike McDonald. Do you think this was a good choice? Yeah, he look McDonald's worked his butt off, big time DC, um, in in Baltimore, uh. That Baltimore team transformed when that defense got good. So, I mean, yeah, I, I 
look, obviously for a lot of coaches, it's very hard to go from coordinator to running an entire team. But I'm telling you right now, I think the Seahawks are in prime position to really, really make a big run out of this. They already have some young defensive studs that can only get better. Um, at this point, it's just about making the right offensive moves. You know, you, obviously, you know, you got to think about the quarterback conversation. You have to think about who's going to be running the offense. So as long as he gets that, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll do a great job. He's, there's going to be a lot of growing pains, and that's that's okay. You know, the Seahawks are in transition mode. They're transitioning from having an all-time head coach in Pete Carroll to having a rookie guy. So it's going to take some time. Yeah, I'm just – I like the hire. I, mean, I love the hire. No, I think this is going to be a good – I think this is going to be good for the defense there. I'm just really stunned. I thought they were going to go with Dan Quinn. Yeah, I thought so too. Because Quinn had worked with Carroll before in Seattle. So I thought if Carroll had any say in the the search, that Quinn's name would be thrown around. But I'm surprised that they went with Mike McDonald. This isn't a bad choice. Not a bad choice. I'm more surprised that Vrabel is out there. No one went after him. Like uh, no one. It's like Belichick. I'm more surprised on that. Belichick. I can kind of understand why nobody. Yeah, he, he his demands are too much. His demands are too because much. again, like what we talked about last week with Atlanta, when Atlanta didn't want him, they this is a man who wanted too much. And like again, again, that comment I read on NFL memes. One ego has six Super Bowl rings. The other one runs the Atlanta Falcons. Which one am I going to listen to? <laughs> and and again, I think Atlanta was just stupid because you have because what you're gonna because this is someone he could have interviewed with Washington, where he has an eighty million dollar war chest and a number two draft pick, or go to Los Angeles where you have a good offense all ready to go with Herbert Allen Johnson. Possibly Eckler. Got to see what happens there. He's going to be a free agent. And he chose your crappy team to interview for. So, yeah, I hope you guys can sleep well tonight. Um, I hope Arthur Blank can sleep well tonight. But, but when, yeah, but Mike McDonald, he's a young guy. I think he's good. I think he's going to be a new, I think he's going to be a good addition to this team. And I think he can lead it. So, and, and and John Harbaugh was a good coach. Like he, he can coach. learn. He learned under him. Like he he has really good roots. He he went out. He went under Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Sorry, John Harbaugh. Um, he went on. He went under John Harbaugh. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to just be yeah. just fine in Seattle. Yeah. Again, they have to build the team, and it's a new era. Obviously. No Pete Carroll running the team. So um, now it's all on this front office shoulders, this new head coach, and how they want to run their program. So let's see how it goes. Then, we, of course, we mentioned Dan Quinn. He goes to Washington. Um, this is a weird hire, in my opinion. It, it is, because Washington, obviously, and look, I don't care what anyone says, the commanders did not want to hire Dan Quinn. They did not. Dan Quinn was probably a last resort. That's how I see it. And well, here's the deal. I know what you're probably going to say. Okay, what am I going to say? Probably wanted Ben Johnson. That uh, like I was hearing that like, he was going to be the guy, and yeah. then he announced, and then he announced, "I'm staying in Detroit." Yeah, I wonder. I don't know what went into that thinking process for Johnson. Like. Did he feel like he had unfinished business? Like, like what exactly happened between whatever talks he had with the commanders to the NFC Championship game, the end of the NFC Championship game, that made him change his mind? Because that's what the big thing here is. Because I, it looked like Johnson was going to be the guy. Well, he was the top target, and yeah, he... It, 
Like the, the commanders flew out to Detroit to interview him. So that that's the thing that was kind of weird. Like they had everything set up, ready to go. He was going to be hired uh, throughout the, the sometime this past week, and it just never worked out. So, um, yeah, no, it, it would have been obviously that would have been a home run hire, young coach, big great offensive mind for sure, um, and learning the ropes from Dan Campbell. Obviously, as an offensive mind, he has a bigger upper upper hand, the bigger upside due to how the game is run nowadays. And, yeah, and, of course, you know, with what everything that Washington needs for big quarterback play, big-time offensive system, it fits the bill well. But for whatever reason, I guess he just – I guess he had unfinished business with Detroit and wants to run it back. Like, here's and, the thing. Yeah. Ben Johnson is still young. He's 37. Yeah. So it's not like he's knocking on death's door anytime soon or yeah. knocking on retirement's door anytime soon. Um, But the thing that I find, so but here's the thing that's so concerning. Like, I think last year he was a target. And this season, and I think last season he said, oh, I'm going to stay in Detroit. And this season, again, I'm going to stay in Detroit. Ben! You're going to get to the point where if you do this again, they're just not going to be interested in you anymore. Well, that's not true because if Detroit has another big-time season and, you know, there's going to be teams out there wishing they had him. Is Ben Johnson going to become the new Josh McDaniels? And what I mean by that... No, 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 no. Let me tell you what I mean because there was a time when Josh McDaniels was sort of being looked at for head coaches, but forever, he said, no, I'm going to stay in New England. No, I'm going to stay in New England. And then there was at one time he was going to go to Indianapolis, like the day before he was going to be introduced as head coach. He goes, no, I'm staying in New England. He was, because you know, he was waiting for Belichick to step down or he was waiting for Belichick to croak because we all know, because we, we had been saying that he would die before he retired. We might be wrong on this one. And I'm, I'm glad Bill Belichick's still alive. I'm glad he's still alive. But, but, and because he wanted, because Josh McDaniels wanted to be Belichick's successor. He wanted to be the I, heir I also, to the Belichick I also, legacy. I also have a strange feeling that, uh, on top of that, that um, McDaniels decided to stay in New England, and this was sort of like the Patriots, like. Spike plan to try to sabotage that relationship between the Colts and Josh McDaniels type of thing because of the deflate gate. So I dare it, but I mean, just, just 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 think about it a little bit. Think about it a little bit. No, yeah, but what I'm saying is getting back to Ben Johnson is like Dan Campbell is how old is Dan Campbell? He's relatively young. Uh, I could look it up, probably 40s, 50s. Let's see how old Mr. Campbell is. He is 47. 47. So he's only 10 years older than Ben Johnson. Yeah. Um, but at this, so it's not like a McDaniels Belichick situation because Belichick was up there in age and knocking on retirement's door while, yeah. you know, Campbell still has a good, at least a good 20 years left. And with Ben Johnson, is he going to get to the point where they're going to think, okay, we, well, we, no, we, because he's with him. we know what's going to happen. He's going to say no. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think he's going to get to that. I know what you're thinking about. I don't think you can see, you're going to see that from, from Ben Johnson. Again, Ben I Johnson's think, still I think, young. I think he, look, I think Johnson really likes his job right now, and I think he wants to run it back. I, I did maybe he just didn't feel comfortable in Washington. And look, it's his decision. Like ultimately, it's his decision. I was just stunned with how everything was going. He was basically the favorite. That that's what stunned me about it. And listen, and now getting to Dan Quinn, this was just a strange hire. It's, it's not. It, look, it, it was strange because of the situation. But he's a good coach. He's been to the Super Bowl. People forget about that. 
Like he, to three. he it was a long time ago, but he actually went to the Super Bowl. I think it was like his second year or something on the job. Yeah, I think it was second or third year, maybe. I yeah, something know. like that. He he has earned his stripes. He is a good leader of men and good leader of a team that Dallas defense transformed under him. So he he knows how to transform teams. He knows how to be a good leader. The biggest thing, obviously, you know, just like with any defensive head coach, is how you're going to build your offense because the offense is the is 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 your main thing. Obviously, the defense is key to win games, but you need to have a good offense to win those games. How is he going to build his offense? What's you're going to be your quarterback situation? You're obviously not going to inherit this BS Sam Howell. Sam Howell, who I think is good, um, but obviously, you know the the offense was terrible. So, you know, do you're not going to inherit that? But yeah, you have to build your offense well, and that's sort of where I'm going to lead into this because they still have to figure out their offensive coordinator situation. But the enemy is not going to be there. Yeah, the, I think we have. I think the, the the team has to start preparing for the idea that Eric Bieniemy, who let's be honest, was really a Ron Rivera, Dan Snyder hire, um, is no longer going to be on this team because we oh. knew what the plan was when Snyder was there. When that they had probably already figured out that they were going to fire Ron Rivera, and they had Bieniemy waiting in the wings, so yeah. they were thinking, okay, if we like. If we're really bad and we have to fire Ron Rivera in the middle of the season, we'll have the enemy be interim head coach, and then maybe next year he'll be head coach. That didn't happen. But the thing is, with Eric the enemy, if they kept him on as OC, I would have been a little more... I would have been a little more... I'd be like, okay, this is still a weird hire, but... With Quinn as head coach, the enemies and his gonna be in his right ear. So, so what he's and the enemies gonna be developing that new quarterback. Then I'd be okay, fine. But now, the thing is, the enemy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Interviewed for the head coaching job in Washington. Am I right? Yeah, but, but he wasn't. He wasn't a real candidate. Like you had. And they were at one point considering Belichick. They did talk to Bill. They interviewed him. They did. They interviewed him. And yeah. here's the thing, and what I don't understand here. You okay, Ben Johnson, that was his choice. He said, I'm staying, I'm good, I'm staying in Detroit. So that was his choice. But you had the best coach ever, Bill Belichick, and that hurts to say. Actually, yeah, I really shouldn't who you interviewed, and you have a offensive coordinator who molded the best quarterback in the NFL, Pat Mahomes, and you dumbasses just like, oh, we'll go with Danny Quinn. Again, it's all about situation. By the way, it's shocking that Eric Bienme doesn't get an offensive court. Uh, I really do feel bad for Eric B. I mean, like, he, he, he deserves a head coaching shot. It, 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 he really it, does. It's comical because uh, he he's a good coach. And let's be honest, the Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, and he's great, his production dropped off when Eric Bianami left. As soon as when Bianami left. It, 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 that's, you can't dispute that. Um, look, it doesn't mean that he isn't good. Patrick Mahomes is is good. Like he's he's gonna be one of those paid Mannings or Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's where you know he doesn't really need an offensive coordinator. He can run his own offense. That's how good Patrick Mahomes is. But his production in his first year of trying to do that dropped. So it it's very obvious that losing your coordinator is huge. And no one wants to admit that. Um, so I'm shocked that Eric Bieniemy still is not getting any big licks. Like it's, it, it's silly. It's really silly. Um, but he'll be, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be a coordinator somewhere. 
He'll be a coordinator somewhere or take a year off wherever he wants. This uh, is the guy who molded the best quarterback in the NFL. And the fact that he doesn't have a head coach, that he's not a head coach yet, is a slap in the face. Yeah. So commanders don't hire him. They hire Dan Quinn again. Which is weird. Um, Trying to find a bright side to this. Dan Quinn, like I said, big time leader. The defense is going to be great. I really think this defense is going to shape. The defense was not good last year. I don't care what anyone says. Um, that defense was terrible, and they need a massive upgrade. So I'm glad that they're, that they're going to get that. Um, but again, the big thing is the offense. I'm hearing Cliff Kingsbury, who was slated to take the Raiders' job, but I think yes, he, he's he, now he the... withdrew that that consideration. Good for him. <laughs> who want to go there? Now uh, he's the top candidate. Well, no, he'd be under Antonio Pierce. So the beginning of that jury saw the bag with him. So, but you know, I think that wouldn't have been the most terrible choice because Kingsbury has head coaching experience. Well, so most maybe he could kind of help Antonio Pierce in a way. Well, most importantly, his offensive ability is absolutely stellar. And if you can get someone like uh, Cliff Kingsbury into Ashburn and really change up the commanders like that's that's huge look what Kingsbury done to Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and I'm not blaming Jonathan Gannon for Murray because Murray got hurt so I'm not going to blame Jonathan Gannon on that but I'm also hearing Brian Johnson from the Eagles that would be terrible no, you you gotta go with someone who's either had experience as a head coach, Kingsbury, who's Kingsbury successful, guy. successful. I know Cliff Kingsbury. It was up and down with him; wasn't always great, but the dude can coach. So that's someone I would consider. I would, I mean, I would also consider bringing Eric Bieniemy back. I mean, he wasn't terrible as an offensive coordinator. The team was just terrible. I think B enemy would be because if you're going to get a number two, you know Washington's going to get a new quarterback. Yeah. So I think having the enemy in your ear, mm-hmm. if you're Dan Quinn, that'd be like, okay, B enemy's going to mainly be doing molding whoever's going to be, whether it's going to be Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whoever. Mm-hmm. But they're going to then, fine. Then that would be a little less problematic. Okay, maybe problematic is too strong of a word, but <laughs> but I don't know what Adam Peters was thinking. I don't know what Joshua Harris was thinking about this. Well, I, I again, you have to think about the situation they were in. I really think that they were in a really tough spot and needed a new coach. And Dan Quinn seemed like a last resort hire. That's just my opinion. If people want to scream at me, fine. He, it was a last resort hire. Like, I feel like he, again, this is not a disrespect to him as, as a coach of anything. I think Dan Quinn's a good coach, but he was not the number one. And they needed someone because they need a new head coach. And he was there, though they went after him. I still would have. I still would have. I mean, and, and thankfully, uh, I was watching Washington news all day. You know, I obviously work in Washington, D.C., so I have no choice. But, you know, all day I've been, you know, scanning the channel and listening to the radio. And a lot of people were saying, why not a Vrabel? Why not try to get Harbaugh into the building and lock him up in the damn building? You know, why not have Bill Belichick? Like, I agree. Like, I agree. Like, they should have done that. But they didn't do that, and that's why they ended up with Dan Quinn. So, yeah, again, this was just a weird hire. Yeah, Is it necessarily bad? I wouldn't go that far. No, 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 it's not a bad hire. It's not the hire I would have done. Like, I would have been a whole I, – I would have thought thoroughly about this. If you knew, especially – now that you knew that Ben Johnson was staying in Detroit, I would have really. I think because I also heard that McDonald was highly being considered too, but he was already. Oh, well, he wanted again. He wanted the Seattle job, and Seattle gave him the offer. So yeah, because that's what John Harbaugh said. He said that he wanted the Seattle job. So, 
Okay, the carousel has stopped. Please get off. <laughs> we'll do it again next year. Um, yeah, and hopefully the Jets are in it because I'm sick and tired of Salah. By the way, did you see this crappy-ass athletic article talking about the disgrace that is the New York Jets and their coaching staff? And Well, uh, they're not completely wrong. I didn't read how it. They're lazy. How how uh, Nathaniel Hackett's terrible, and that he wouldn't meet with the offensive coaches until before game time to discuss everything. Oh my god! I, I've been saying this. If you Sal, have another, Sal making excuses, if you have another abysmal year, then Salah's out of a job. I'm sick and tired of this team, man. Robert Salah. If you have another abysmal season, Robert Salah's out of a job. No, he he needs to be out of a job now, Bill Murphy. Needs to be gone now. I've been saying this, and I hate to say this. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt saved Salah's job this year. It saved his job because he. But and let's be honest, Bill. If Rodgers played, because I'm thinking about the situation of how everything would have gone. Because even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't hurt himself, the offensive line gets creamed. There's injuries galore, just like the year before and the year before that. And the year before that, like the offensive line, always the the, the Jets ha, have really haven't had a really strong offensive line. I haven't probably since the Fitzpatrick year, the 2015 season. That was probably the last time they had somewhat of a decent offensive line. Definitely not since the the Rex's first couple of years. You know, the, the when the offensive line was absolutely stellar. Uh, but yeah, like you know, I, I'm at there. The this offense have had major issues, so I don't know what Aaron Rodgers would have looked like if he was healthy all season. That's okay. the big thing. So Robert Sala really, really got uh, a nice pass, a nice hall pass. He, you know what? He should again. Rodgers getting hurt is the best thing that happened to Sala's job. Because the moment, because if Rodgers had a bad year, Salah would be on that coaching, the Jets be on the coaching carousel. So, listen, I'm not hoping people get hurt. I hope people know what I mean. But, yeah, so coaching carousel's over. Please exit through the left and have a nice day. But, um. Yeah, so it was an interesting coaching carousel this offseason. It was an very interesting, interesting but the, a lot of surprises. The biggest shock to me was still the Atlanta. I don't know how. Now that was the biggest. That was just strange. That's, yeah, that 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 was striking. That that Bill Belichick wanted the job, and you couldn't. And I, I get why you don't want to give up too much power, but it's Bill Belichick. And say you go with Ryan. Sorry, I can't. So have fun being the Atlanta Falcons again. Have fun being the Atlanta Falcons. Getting Bill Belichick, no matter what you give him, would have been instant credibility. That's just my thing. But because you know what? Before we move on to the Knicks, because it's just one thing. If Belichick went to Atlanta, would he be able to turn Atlanta around? Or would he be like when Mike Ditka went to New Orleans? I don't know about that. I mean, for those who don't know, Mike Ditka. Yeah, he actually did go. He actually coached in New Orleans for I don't know how long, but he did. He had a terrible run in New Orleans. So, still, it's incredibility. I don't get it. Yeah. So, um, the Knickerbockers, the New York Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. Bill, I'm trying not to go off the rails here because I know how this story ends with the Knicks. Usually. We get our hopes. We get your hopes up, and then things crash and burn. Bill, this is different. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. The other night, they did not have OG Ananobi, who, is, who I think he missed three straight. They obviously don't have Julius Randle. He's out for at least a month. 
no Mitchell Robinson probably for the rest of the season. Um, so they're massively shorthanded. It's not a good shooting night for the Knicks. They're missing threes galore and everything. They go down as much as 15 points to the Pacers. You're thinking, you know what? Let's just take the L, move on to the Lakers on Saturday. Bill, you have that dude in Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, 40 points. And he was not going to allow that team to walk out of the garden with the L. Bill, this is different. This is, this is what you call a depleted Knicks team. They're shorthanded right now. And they're still winning games. This is different. I don't want to get my hopes up too much because I know how this works. But I'm really starting to think that there is a bigger difference this season than in seasons past. And guess what, Knicks fans? As much as you really want to take a step back, chill out a little bit, not do too much, you kind of have to start having those conversations about possible NBA Finals run and beyond. Like it's a this is this is really 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 big, Bill. It really it is. is, and you know. Again, I just can't believe that Jalen Brunson, with his leadership, his skill set, he's that dude. He is the number one on our team, a superstar, and he's ours. He's ours. Ours. Like, this never happens. Never, ever. And did you hear he was being serenaded by the Garden Crab? MVP. MVP. Yeah. Oh, man. And Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, who is sadly still injured, were voted as reserves to the NBA All-Star team. Yeah, Jalen Brunson should be a starter on the All-Star. This is the first time that since 2012 that two Knicks Mm – were voted to the All-Star team, and that was in 2012 with Carmelo, Anthony, and Tyson Chandler. This is different, Bill. It really is. It really is. Call me me delusional. I'm excited, man. And Knicks fans should be excited. This this is a really exciting time. You know, they're on a roll. I don't know what's going to happen against the Lakers and Saturday. I don't know what's going to happen. Because I was listening to the fan today, and Beningo was on. Oh, our big boy Joe, oh the pain! And he was, and he's like getting the ticker tape parade ready. <laughs> and he's like of getting course. the ticker tape parade of course, ready. Of course, he's like, we've waited fifty-one years for this. Yeah, God, um, it's not the Jets. Nick fans, you've suffered enough. You've suffered enough. Oh my God! And we got. Because for this, the caliber that Jalen Brunson is, he should be paying be paid like fifty million dollars per season. He's getting way less than that, so we got him on the cheap. Uh, he has an opt out, I believe, after this season. Um, I believe, or is that the next season? Oh, we'll verify those details later. But um, the fact is, we have him for cheap. And he's playing like a massive superstar. He's my favorite Nick right now. There is, he is. He is my favorite Nick. And so it's Nick, great. He's on our team. So That's Nick fans, get excited. They have the best record in the NBA since January 1st. They're 14-2 and two since January 1st. Yeah. And right now they are seventh in offense and first in defense. Yeah, Nick fans. Get excited. Get happy. You're getting like this into the All-Star break. We gotta see what they do with the um with the Lakers tonight, though. And like down the road, can they beat the Celtics? Yeah. Now by the time you probably listen to this, the Knicks game would probably already air. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Y'all will know. Of course I will know. But uh all I have to say is let's kick LeBron's ass today. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and LeBron's ass. And that winning streak to 10 and continue living on cloud line. But by the way, I've been hearing these rumors about uh, LeBron coming to the Knicks. No, no. And no. And oh. So if LeBron was just there on a silver platter, you wouldn't take it? No. You wouldn't take him? No. The Knicks are fine. Knicks don't need him. And and I know um, recently um, Rich Paul and the Knicks, Rich Paul's a big-time agent out there, uh, does a lot of these uh, players. He represents a lot of these players. Um, They they recently made amends. No. No. By the way, there used to be a saying back in my day, no is a complete sentence. No. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> well, it's actually just two letters, but does that categorize as a sentence? Well, it, it's a saying that it, it, it basically, it, 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 it's a whole thing that people used to say around my area that uh, the the whole idea is if you, if no, it means no. So that, that that's the whole thing. Um, but the Knicks are fine. The Knicks are stellar. Once they get OG and Nobi back, that defense is going to be way better. Julius comes back. That's going to help Brunson not have to score so much. So that's going to be huge. Bill, we have to start having the conversation about a big-time playoff run. It's time. It is time. I'm sick and tired of losing in the second round. I'm you know, t- I was watching the game with my brother the other night with him and his friend, and he was saying, and they're saying, eh, maybe second round exit. And I'm like thinking, okay. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want second round exit. I want a finals run. The Knicks fans deserve it. Let's embrace it. Embrace it. Are you it's happening? Are you getting ready for the permits for the t- are you getting the permits ready for the ticker tape parade? I don't know about ticker tape parade. I'm not gonna go that far. Because we all know how it went when you got when you try to get the Jets permit. See, permit. see that's the thing. That's that's the thing with me. Big time run to the playoffs, absolutely. I'm not sure if the Knicks are ready to actually win the damn thing. I'm not sure if this team is ready. If they add someone else, yeah, they'll win. Not with this team. But sometimes you have to, sometimes, in my honest opinion, I'm not necessarily saying the Knicks should just stand pad in the deadline. But what I am saying is sometimes if you just run with what you got, you'll keep analyzing what you need. So they should make some moves at the deadline, you think? I think so. Uh, But if you keep what you already have and just continue with whatever, um, You'll see what you need in the offseason. <sighs> yeah, the Good Knicks time. are on fire right now. Red on is getting fire. the permits ready. <laughs> you and Benigo are getting the permits ready. Oh my God. Because it went so well when you got when you try to get the jet the permits for the Jet Super Bowl parade. They better fucking win with Rogers, I'm telling you. <laughs> Reg has suffered enough. You like his look. Like with Yankees haven't won in 15 years, Jets haven't won, Knicks haven't won, Reg has suffered enough. Tired of the nonsense, dude. I really am. Ugh. So hopefully the Knicks can make a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. They are they went up in the power rankings. They're at number three. Mm-hmm. So that's where we stand right now. And the quest continues. Go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Bum, 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 bum. A great finale and a dunk off finale. All right. Um, Bill Murphy. Yes. Join me again. Always a pleasure. Um, me, we're always here. <laughs> uh, I can't at, get rid of you, and you can't get rid of me. So, <laughs> at SIN Sports Insane for the podcast, at S Insanity Real for the network. It's on X. Uh, please, please, uh, no stupid name. 
still don't get it. I don't get why. Uh, and I will continue to hound it until they change it back to Twitter. But um, the Elon Musk is listening to us right now. Yeah, he won't care. He won't care about us. <laughs> Please. Because compared to him, we're just nobodies. Yeah. Um, TheSportsCenterNetwork.com. Please go there. Follow us on Facebook as well. Follow us on YouTube. Man, good times at SIP. We will have a big Super Bowl, so. Yeah, we'll be here next Sunday. Don't worry. Yeah, we will have a big time Super Bowl extravaganza. I don't know what we're going to call it. But it's going to be this big time thing. It's not going to be the first one. <laughs> it won't be the last one. That's for sure. No, remember the first Super Bowl show that we did? Yeah. Well, too long. Way too long. We learned our lesson. Yeah. We'll, we'll we keep learned it short. our lesson. We'll keep it short. Uh, we, we, we plan to start later. Usually we start in the morning. But I think we plan to start a little later. I think the last two years we did it at like what two o'clock, something like that. And hopefully, I'm, and I think I'm free that Super Bowl Sunday, so I'll be here. You'll be here. Everyone and their mothers yeah. will be here. I, I don't know where I'm going to watch it, but you know, I know that I'll be free. So that that's going to be cool. Um, so that's going to be it's going to be awesome Super Bowl. Um, I still have the Niners. I don't know about you. I still have the Niners. I'm still, I'm still thinking. <laughs> I got a few days to think. Yeah, yeah, a few days. Uh, but please uh, stay tuned. SIN all week long. Super Bowl uh, coverage. Uh, starting with us. We're going to start it, baby. We're starting, starting it. with us. Uh, please stay tuned for our next podcast. We will start off the Super Bowl coverage. Wishbone after that. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. So Super Bowl week here on SIN. Get ready. And let's go. Uh, go. Danny Boy signing off. Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy signing off. Stay safe and take care. And let's go. Niners. Good night, folks.